the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, bringing you the voices that make you think right now on Talk 94.5. All right. Well, you know, we have talked at length, Nick, about COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about the confusion that the media and politicians and certain doctors and hospitals, uh, we've talked about the impacts that vaccines have had all different kinds of vaccines having all different kinds of reactions we talked to many experts especially from the flccc and the questionable public health policies that even fauci is admitting just as recent as yesterday some of it was arbitrary yeah exactly and we're seeing a lot of mask mandates coming back but we haven't really spoken enough about vaccines and kids in particular, the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, our next guest is Dr. Renata Moon. She is being investigated. Her medical license is being threatened for telling the truth to her patients about COVID-19 and children. She's a pediatrician, and she's joining us right now. Good morning, Dr. Moon. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. And and I was watching some clips of you uh, giving testimony in front of, um, you know, one of our favorites, Senator Ron Johnson. Um, Tell us what led to you being a board certified pediatrician to be in front of this Senate hearing. Yeah, the last few years have just been surreal, haven't they? Yeah. I, you know, I, I've practiced as a traditional pediatrician for my whole career. I trained at a top U.S. medical school. I always just followed the rules and did what I thought was was right coming at me from their regulatory agencies. And like many people, the whole COVID situation opened my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I very strongly questioned why this this shot was being ordered for our nation's children. You know, by the time it, it rolled out and was approved for children, it was clear that our kids had been spared from COVID-19. They had basically a statistical zero risk of a fatality. So why were we giving them this new synthetic genetic product that, uh, you know, had unknown long-term consequences and some really scary short-term adverse reactions? And so just for the record, I never, never ordered this for any of my patients. I never recommended that they take it. And I certainly questioned it. And um, I was invited by Senator Johnson to come to Washington, D.C. on my own personal time at my own expense, you know, to share my thoughts as a, as a practicing clinician. You know, I practiced in the U.S. for over 20 years. I'm, yes, with a clean record of patient care. So I, I flew to Washington, D.C. And, and really just had a few minutes to say, look, there's an increase in myocarditis, heart inflammation. We're seeing it. I've seen it. Uh, I showed a blank package insert from a box of the mRNA product. It, it said intentionally blank on it. So how is anyone to know what is in the vial that they were, you know, ordered to give to children? And I said, what are we doing? Other nations have shut this down for their young people. Why are we even considering giving this to children? There is no emergency for children. And as a result of that testimony, I received a letter from my medical school employer. Uh, They ultimately, they were very upset that I testified Hmm. and shared my thoughts. They ultimately terminated my employment with the medical school uh, by not renewing my annual contract. And then the chairman of the medical school reported my testimony to the regulatory agency in Washington state that, you know, that monitors my medical license. 
And that agency is so weaponized against physicians now that they're actually, they're actually investigating me for unprofessional conduct for daring to share my thoughts at a Senate hearing in Washington, D.C. That, to me, none of this makes sense. So what my question is, is why are they doing this? Why are they pushing this on kids and even pregnant mothers? Because that's very connected. You're seeing probably newborns as well. Um, why are they pushing it on children when they have basically zero uh, worry if they get COVID, but they have more worry if they get the vaccine? Why do you think they're pushing that? And then why are they punishing the doctors who are looking out for their patient's best interest? Why are they interfering with that process? You know, aren't we, you have the school of thought of, you know, conversations and, you know, the way uh, things that doctors and patients talk about, isn't that between the patient and the doctor and not the government? Yeah, you would think, right? So, you know, I, I actually forgot to give my disclaimer. So my disclaimer that I always have to give is that my thoughts today are my own. I'm not here representing any Mm -hmm. employer or any other entity, but Look, this this COVID-19, they're calling it a vaccine. It's really not. It's a synthetic genetic product uh, that has it's never been introduced into society before, any, any type of a product like this on such a massive scale. And it's now sitting on the traditional childhood immunization schedule. If you pull up the regular shot schedule for a child in America today, you will find that it's there listed for six months and up. And it's there entirely by emergency measures, okay? They, they didn't go through the regular protocol that one needs mm-hmm. to go through to get it onto the shop schedule. They did it through emergency measures. So I think Americans deserve to know that, that there are many of us. I'm not the only pediatrician that is concerned. We are alarmed at what is happening. We are alarmed at the fact that they're targeting us now. You know, I have a clean record of patient care for over 20 years. I've never had any lawsuits against me. I've never had any actions against any state medical license. And I now have a state agency that is coming after me for simply speaking at a Senate hearing with my concerns. If we can no longer speak, these pharmaceutical companies can pump anything they want into us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We are the checks and balances for this. We know what, what normal is. I can absolutely tell you that I know of an increase of myocarditis. Mm-hmm. My whole practice, I, I, I very rarely saw it, maybe two cases in my entire career until this COVID-19 shot rolled out. Of children, and myocarditis in children. In children or young people. I, mm-hmm. I extend that into young people because the thing is, is if you are, you know, if you're a 98-year-old uh, person and you, you have a stroke after you have the shot, who's to say that it happened from the shot, right? It's a lot harder to show that. Mm-hmm. When you are at previously healthy 20-something or a 16-year-old or a 30-something-year-old young man or woman, and you have something happen to you within a week or two of this product being injected into you, it is that product until proven otherwise. And we have so many cases of people who have been harmed by this this shot. There's there's no doubt. This shot should have been pulled from the market, and instead it sits on the traditional childhood shot schedule right now Mm. with with pediatricians and physicians being threatened if they try to engage in any conversation about it. So what do you think got you a target on your forehead here? Do you think it was the fact that you went to the Senate hearing, or did they hear about 
you talking with your patients? Did someone turn you in inside your office or maybe a patient who is, you know, I don't know, watches too much CNN? Um, I'm just wondering Mm -hmm. who turned you in? Yeah, so this was my medical school chairman. Well, there's a copy of the letter. If people want to look at wow. the documents, they're they're publicly available. They're on uh, silentmajorityfoundation.org, silentmajorityfoundation.org. And you can look look at my name. There's a web page. This is my legal team that has assembled. It's really our legal team. It's for all of America. Mm-hmm. We we all need to have free speech. But look at that webpage, scroll down, and you'll see case documents, and you'll see the letter from the medical school chairman. Now, I'm not trying to pick on any one medical school, but here is the problem. The medical schools nationwide are doing this. They are silencing free discussion and debate. So what message does my termination from the medical school and my being reported by a medical school chairman to a regulatory agency for simply speaking at a at a Senate hearing in Washington, D.C., what message does that send to other faculty and other students in in schools all across our nation? I think the message is pretty clear. You had better toe the line, don't question anything, don't say anything, because they'll come after you. So this is is really an incredibly terrifying time, I think, in our nation's history. And I I just want to add that I'm actually first generation here. I was born in America to parents who fled from a communist system. They they fled the terror of their homeland. And I was so lucky. I was born right here in America. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm obviously not, you know, I think we, we all agree that we're for illegal immigration, legal, which is what my parents did. Uh, but for people who come here to work hard and who fled this type of terror in their homeland, my own mother witnessed a professor being pulled from her university when she was in, in school in her former communist nation, she was in an adjacent room and she watched when they came for him. They literally came for him and she never saw him again. And they were berating him for teaching genetics at the time. And mm-hmm. I've, I've told the story before. I've, my mom has listened to what I've had to say. And she said, honey, that the, it wasn't the faculty from the school that came for him like you, you thought I said. It was actually the police, the, the equivalent wow. of the KGB came for him. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are nipping at the heels of that very same system right here in our beloved America. Did you ever peg yourself as an activist? Didn't no, sound like no, I've been a ve- No, I've been a very traditional, you know, again, I, I trained, I, I went to all the the classes I needed to take. I took my board exams. I passed everything. I've just been, you know, I just did everything by the book. And I never, I I thought I would retire eventually, you know, another 10, 15 years. I still have more years I thought to practice. Mm -hmm. I would eventually retire just as having practiced my whole career as a, you know, community pediatrician. Uh, And then this landed on our doorstep. I'm going back to this original question, and we're speaking to to Dr. Renata Moon, who is being, her medical license is being um, threatened and investigated for what they're calling COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. I have to ask you again, because I still don't, I'm just wondering, why do you think they're doing this to doctors? Oh, right. What is the bigger game here? I don't honestly know other than the speculation that we all have, but I, I will say that I think it's clear why they're coming after me. They're coming after me because I spoke. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now the message is to, to 
shut down all dissent, okay? They're coming okay. after all physicians who are speaking. I'm not the only one they've come after. The, mm-hmm. There are other physicians where the, the water's a little bit murkier, right? Though they're coming after them for having prescribed medications or having done something That's with right. direct patient care, which which frankly is all wrong too. I'm not saying that, that, was, that they're mm-hmm. right in coming after those physicians. But, but in my case, this is simply free speech in a completely different part of our nation. This is Washington State coming after me for something that I said in Washington, D.C. at a government hearing. You know, this is, this is such overreach of power that, I, that the only reason I can think would be that they're, they're obviously trying to shut down all dissenting voices. Now, I, I should also add, the interesting part is I practiced in Washington, again, for about 19 years. I held a medical license in Washington State, a clean one. And I didn't renew my medical license in early 2023 uh, because I saw what was happening in my state. And I thought, I can't, I can't ethically practice medicine here. This is, so I actually didn't renew my clean medical license and didn't practice any longer in that state. So they're actually coming after a physician at a time when that, that physician, me, has an inactive medical license. Wow. I don't even have an active license in the state. And they're still coming after me full throttle, seemingly. So, How much does this um, cost you, I mean, to defend yourself? I mean, are you trying, to, I don't, you know, I mean, is there a fund? Yeah. I mean, how, how much can you uh, fight back? Because there's so much bigger than just you. Yeah, well, I'm fighting back fully, full, fully, full throttle, because we have no choice as a nation. We need our freedom. I have lost I've lost a huge amount of income the last several years from my from fighting this and from job losses, wow. uh, right? Because of the, my medical school loss and all that. I the only thing I would ask, I have I'm very fortunate, I'm very blessed. I have a legal team that is able to help me uh, without direct cost to me at this point. But obviously, they can't keep the lights on and they can't keep doing the work they're doing without some funding. So I would ask that um, anyone who is able consider a donation to the Silent Majority Foundation. That's the legal team in Washington State that's defending me and other others in similar situations. And I, I can promise you that money will be will go straight to the fight. It's it's a fight for all of our freedom. Dr. Moon, if we continue down this path, what do you suspect will happen to the medical community? I think we're slowly turning our not even slowly. I think it's rapidly happening. I've I've been in medical education for my whole career. I think we're turning our our future doctors into uh, absolute silent mouthpieces for big pharma. So we're we're no longer going to have physicians like we had. We're going to have technicians who uh, are mouthpieces for the big pharma industry and who simply follow protocols and do as they're told, and without any balances. So I think we're, we're watching the disintegration of our entire healthcare system. I, I personally don't want to go to a physician who won't act in my best interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to go to a physician who won't act in your best interest, who treats you as a, uh, you know, as a number or as a, a part of a protocol. Look across our nation. We have physicians who have been so scared to give valid medical exemptions to people after they've had, you know, horrible outcomes from mm-hmm. from medical products, right? And they've been afraid to give them medical exemptions because they're afraid to lose their license. Wow. We're entering into a, a completely tyrannical, enslaved type system that we will not 
we will not survive. I, this is this is falling apart around us. So are you involved? Are you moving? Are you trying to move your practice to another state or are you suing? Uh, what What is it? What is your situation like? Yeah, I can't speak about, you know, pending lawsuits, but, but clearly I have a legal team. So um, I am working in just various parts of the country right now. Um, trying to keep some, you know, some money coming in. Again, I'm not asking for funds for myself. I'll, I'll be fine. I this is as long as we're all free, we'll, we'll all be fine, right? This is not about that. But mm-hmm. but I am um, working currently uh, in a clinic in uh, Florida um, oh, okay. that we that was opened. I'm actually just volunteering there at this point, but but we'll uh, you know eventually continue with them in in a, in a salaried position, and that's called We the People Health and Wellness. Nice and. We're a, uh, we're just a, you know, it sounds, you know, we've, we've been labeled all sorts of horrible things by the powers that, by the mainstream media, right, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. But we're just really a, a clinic that is just, the world has changed around us. We haven't changed. We're, we're there to provide the best care for the patient sitting in front of us and to make sure that that patient has true informed consent and they make their own health care choices, right? Um, yeah. So, so really, that's, that's our intent. So we've been open just a few months. Um, down in Florida. Well, that that's great news, and you know, and uh, we we actually speak with um, speak. Well, we've spoken with a functional medicine doctor here. Um, that's probably along the same lines where they don't take insurance. You know, you can yes, submit, uh-huh. and yeah. it's and and I started going there myself because I I do feel like we are being misguided. By those that are beholden to big pharma and uh, also hospital administrations. I mean, um, I'm sure you see a lot of other things going on in other kind of realms of medical, like what happened in the hospitals uh, during COVID protocol, you know, following COVID protocol is all yeah. different. Uh, we've seen a lot of disasters here where people literally lost their lives following the death pro- protocol that they keep following. Yeah. Now, if you just one last question, uh, Dr. Moon, what were some of the, for those who might've, and I don't know who listening to this show might've done this, but for those who are listening and, and got their children, the vaccination, um, what should they be looking for? Is it within the first few weeks? Um, what happens down the road? What happens if they're told they need a booster uh, or they need it for, to play sports? What, what are you recommending? Yeah, you know, we all have family and friends who took this product. We we all do, right? Yeah. And obviously, a lot of people are greatly alarmed and worried. Um, hopefully, if you if your child took this or, or this was given to your child, you know, a period of time ago, hopefully things are fine. Um, but the the big alarm short term is inflammation of the heart that can cause heart rhythm disturbances. And uh, you know, we do have pediatric heart specialists, cardiologists who have been speaking out about this. Um, and unfortunately, there really is no way to fully test for damage um, other than a, a heart MRI scan mm-hmm. uh, with gadolinium, and that's the type of contrast that's given with mm-hmm. the study. So, but but really, there's no protocol, and I'm not pushing protocols, but there's no real great guideline right now for what to do because those those studies are expensive and would require sedation uh, for kids. So, mm-hmm. so I think at this point, you're really watching for in the immediate period of time after the shot was given, you know, did your child complain of chest pain? Did they complain of any funny heartbeat? Was there anything heart-related uh, that was a complaint? And I think if that was the case, 
I would have a, a serious discussion with your child's physician about what next steps might be taken uh, yeah. to look. But but the reality is we don't we don't know, and that is something that uh, is alarming for you know for children who have a whole life ahead of them and. So I did a, actually interviewed a pediatric cardiologist, Dr. Kirk Milhone, who was fabulous. I interviewed him on a podcast type uh, video video show that I is out there. Probably could find it on Rumble. It just is listed as Dr. Moon, Dr. Milhone, M I L H O A N. And I interviewed him and asked him those questions about you know what what to do with our nation's children and what his concerns were. So. Oh, a viewer might okay. look for that too. All right. Well, if um, I yeah. if I find it, I'll I'll share it on our Facebook page. I can for send sure. it to you. Oh, that'd be if great. You want. I can yeah. send it to you. I send you the link. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Doctor Moon, yeah. best of luck to you, and thank you so much for standing up for yeah. the rest of us. I mean, we have been, you know, trying to warn people um, about almost since day one. Yes, about what we've been learning from experts yeah. and interviews and and all that and. And you're walking the walk, and um, we really uh, wish you all the best, and, and thank you. Yeah, thank you. We all need to, to, you know, everyone out there listening is just as important as anyone else. We, we need everyone to be speaking up and speaking out right Absolutely. now. So. Absolutely. Yeah, thank Doc- you so much. Dr. Renata thank Moon, thank you so much, and uh, be well. Thank you.